Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. Uh, It is a late night edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. I had a busy day um, in Amarillo. Um, I attended the Yellow City Comic Con today. Real fun day. Got to meet a couple Star Trek people and it was just overall really good day. Got to see my cousin as well. Um, but yeah, so that's that's why we're recording a little bit late at, uh, late tonight. But I did want to make sure and get an episode recorded on Saturday and be ready for y'all to either listen tonight or uh, tomorrow. So we'll cover uh, some tech baseball. We'll, we'll get a little bit into some tech basketball news. And I didn't I did not get to see the spring game. So I'm not going to really comment a whole lot on on that. Um there's a little bit of little nuggets nuggets of news with tech football, but that's really it. And then we will get to your listener questions and then the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So uh tech tech baseball got two wins today, a doubleheader and the very much needed wins. You know, Tech's back was against the wall. Uh, you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it going into this weekend series against West Virginia. Uh, Tech has had a had an awful two weeks. They were on a five-game losing streak uh, going all the way back to the, the non-conference game against Oklahoma and Amarillo and then get, get, getting swept by TCU and then the horrific, horrific, lost to New Mexico on Tuesday. Um, it's it's really bad when you lose to a team whose baseball field doesn't even have a press box. Um, so it, it's it's been rough. This stops the bleeding, um, get at least getting this series clinching win. And I, you know I think you have a very strong shot of sweeping West Virginia. Um, one of the good things about t- today's two wins, is there were no relievers used at all. Um, both Morris and Birdsell pitched uh, complete games. So I think that's that's good. Um, we've talked about before on this podcast that the Sunday pitching has been um, a little bit, you know, inconsistent. I think it helps that you're going to have a complete bullpen at your ready tomorrow um, going into this. Now, the unfortunate thing you you don't have um, one of your pitchers, um, Girton. He is. Um, there's been rumors there may even be season-ending stuff. You know, we'll we'll kind of have to continue to monitor that. But uh, Tech needed this series win. They really probably need to sweep um, for a variety of reasons. Um, and you know, I'm not talking about for them to get back into the conversation to host a regional. I, I'm I'm honestly afraid. At this point, that might be a bridge too far for this uh, baseball team, um, just due to their RPI, due to the losses piling up. Um, you know, if they if they go on a tear, maybe they they get to a point where they can host a regional again. But um, I, they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have to go on a tear. Um, but I mean, there was you know we were we were at a point Tuesdays after that debacle in Albuquerque you know there was you know the, the, there was starting to be talk of can this team even make the tournament itself um, I think they've stemmed the tide of that for now um, this team's not very good on the road and they haven't been on very good on the road pretty much all year long um, 
but certainly the last few weeks they haven't, you know, dating back to that uh, series against Grand Canyon. So that needs to be fixed. I don't know how you fix that, but, you know, at this point, I think this team's going to have to go on the road in the NCAA tournament, and you, you're going to have to win some games to, to on the road to advance. So, but um, certainly two good, two solid wins today, and then hopefully they can they can finish the series sweep um, tomorrow. And you know you've you've stopped the bleeding at least. The big test is going to be when they go on the road again, how they're going to look. And you know I think they go on the road next weekend. They play Baylor. You know Baylor is is one of the one of the weaker uh, baseball teams this year, you should sweep them. At the very least, you should take two out of three, but really, in all honesty, you should probably sweep Baylor next weekend. And if you don't, and certainly if you don't win the series, you're back. You're going to be back to square one. Uh, and actually, you're going to be digging yourself a deeper hole at that point. But um, certainly two good wins today by Tech and – you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow. So Tech Basketball got some really good news um, yesterday. Kevin O'Banner officially announces that he is coming back. This is a huge news for the basketball program. Um, you know, he was a very big instrumental part of this Sweet 16 team, and you've got yourself a pretty solid senior leader coming back next year um, that really is going to help the basketball program get back to the Sweet 16. As far as um, McCuller and Shannon, um, still where we don't know. You know, Shannon announced a couple weeks ago he was not planning on coming back to the Texas Tech program, you know, and he was going to be in the transfer portal. There's been a lot of smoke um, that's come out of the Shannon camp that the door may not necessarily be closed on Shannon coming back, I would honestly just percentage wise, I would probably put it 30 to 70. I think there's a 30% chance he comes back. I still think that there's a higher chance he goes to another program next year. It looked like last week he was going to go to Michigan and then that fell through seemingly. Certainly, I think Illinois makes sense for him. I still think Houston might make sense too. I honestly, I'd rather him go to Illinois than Houston, but um, I think Tech still has a shot. And what might be the big selling point for coming back to Texas Tech is NIL deals. You know, Shannon had a whole bunch of NIL deals this year. I don't think he's going to get those NIL deals if he goes to Illinois or Houston. So. Stay tuned. McCuller, another uh, another story. I think I would put his chances coming back 50-50 right now. It, based on what Mark Adams said, uh, he, he did an appearance this week at a United. Uh, I think it was on Wednesday. It sounds like for McCuller, it's either going to be NBA or come back. And again... We're 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 not at the point where you know he's going to the the scouting combines things like that. Currently, at this point, from my understanding, he is not listed on any mock drafts. 
However, you know, he goes to a draft combine, impresses some scouts. That could get him on that, you know, in that draft, top two draft. And then, uh, you know, I, I think he I think he goes, obviously. Uh, but, I, you know, I think it's 50-50 that McCuller comes back. So you could potentially, if things go Tech's way, you get O'Banner back, you get McCuller back, you get Shannon back, plus, you know, every everyone else that's coming back, Bacho, Nadolny, um, you know, KJ Allen. And then you've got some transfers coming in. We talked about the one uh, last week. Uh, certainly, I think the Tech is not done with the transfer portal. They've got some other players coming in for visits. Right now, let's celebrate that that O'Banner's coming back. And, and you know, if if uh, McCuller comes back, Shannon comes back, that could be a lovely cherries on top of a Sunday. I think Tech is going to get some good quality players out of the transfer portal. Uh, certainly the guy from Utah Valley, I think, I think he is number one. Um, in Tech is number one on his list. He's going to be making his official visit this week, and you know he'll be making his decision soon. That would be a very good get for uh, Texas Tech. You've got some other players coming uh, coming to visit as well. So again, you know I have faith in Mark Adams and his coaching staff uh, to to not rebuild the roster but reload the roster like they did last year and. Nevertheless, it's good news. We've got some pieces that are coming back in O'Banner, Bacho, Nadolny, um, and KJ Allen. I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not forgetting somebody. Oh, um, Malik Wilson. Sorry, Malik Wilson. Um, but yeah, you've got some good pieces coming back, and I think you know Mark Adams has clearly demonstrated um, he has the ability to bring in quality players that are going to be good fits. For the Texas Tech system, um, you know, other programs, <clears throat> Chris Beard, um, they just gobble up any players that are you know breathing that are talented, and they don't take into account are they going to fit into the system. I think that's what was really key last year with with what Mark Adams did, bringing in the players he brought in, and so I think you're definitely going to see that. Um, going into next year. So stay tuned with basketball. You know, the transfer portal is continuing to spin around and we're starting to see who's going to be on this team next year. And and I'm I'm excited. I when is November? When's when can I go back to the USA? That's what I'm wondering. So I did not see any of the tech spring game today. Um like I said I was in Amarillo most of the day. Um you know, spring football games take take it for what you want. I went to last year's spring game, and I ended up staying only one half. And then you know, it's 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 a glorified scrimmage. It's fun to get out there, see the team. Um, you know, certainly this year it'll been fun to go out there, see you know what kind of the stamp that Joey McGuire is is putting on this football program. But you know, a successful spring game isn't necessarily going to equal successful fall season. I think the bigger story out of today when it comes to tech football is tech again was was able to secure some more commitments for the upcoming class. You had a player from Corpus Christi commit. You had a three-star. You had another three-star player commit 
and I he okay I apologize I don't know exactly what happened but part of the audio dropped um, I'm going to finish my point about tech football and then we'll move on to our listener questions uh, bottom line I think the bigger story isn't the spring game. It's these continued commitments. And right now, Texas Tech's 2023 class is number one. And I I fully and completely understand it's not going to stay there. But I think that's a big deal. And I think that really shows what uh, the good that Joey McGuire has been able to do in the offseason is is he's, he's worked his butt off recruiting. And he's recruiting the state of Texas which, you know, even before, you know, it's not, it was, that was not just a Matt Wells problem. Cliff didn't do a very good job of recruiting state of Texas. So I I think this is going to, it's going to pay dividends for tech. Now, you know, is it going to pay dividends next year? No, not necessarily. So Um, I think you're, you know, a couple years from now, you know, football programs take a little bit longer to rebuild, but I think, McGuire is on the right track um so that that's we've, we've got a lot of good news coming out of the football program and you know McGuire's doing all the right things in the off season. I think that's going to help them uh when this team struggles um going into next season um I still think this team goes to a bowl game next year the the more interesting thing's going to be after that, um, going into season, uh, second season, do they take a step back? Because you do lose a lot of players um, next year. I don't know. We'll see. We're we're just gonna take it a day at a time with football, and it's just it's exciting. I you know I'm excited for football, um, <laughs> which football's been frustrating for so long. It's feels weird to be, to be excited for football. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, I will take I will be reading some listener questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read our listener questions. Again, the easiest way to ask listener questions is to follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at The C Carp Show. I usually tweet... Um, a few hours before I record, I actually tweeted before I left for Amarillo this morning. So we've got some good questions this week. I want to start with a question from Robert Powell um, at RP Texan. Shout out to his Twitter Twitter page. Most likely too deep on Tex O-line and name the starting five. So I'm really excited for the O-line this year. I think that's going to be the thing I'm most anxious to see, because I think that's been a big weakness of Texas Tech, uh, certainly in the post-Leach era, is the offensive line. I'm my, The most exciting hire to me that Joey McGuire made was bringing in uh, Stephen Hamby, bringing back Stephen Hamby um, to Texas Tech. And I, I think it's going to work out really well with him as coach. So... You, there's been a lot of um, transfer portal with O-line, so I think you're going to see some new O-linemen. I think certainly, you know, Weston Wright, you'll see um, him get some significant time. Uh, Caleb Rogers, who's had significant time in the past, I think you're going to see him probably be a starter, both him and Weston Wright. Uh, Clayton Franks, I think he'll probably be your, your starting center. You know, Landon Peterson, 
Redshirt Jr., I think um, you'll see him start as well. Then you're you're going to have some new guys coming in, you know, um, Monroe Mills, Cade Briggs, Cole Spencer, Mike Michael Shanahan. So I'm intrigued to see how this offensive line um, does. I hope it's an upgrade because, like I said, I really feel like the most glaring weakness of last year's team was offensive line, and I think that's been just a big bugaboo in the post-Leach era is we've not had those quality offensive lines that we had in the early 2000s. So, you know, as far as the starting five for basketball, you know, I think that's a little bit murky. I'm not going to factor in McCuller and Shannon with my predictions because they're not they're not on the team right now. Um, I've ta- talked in the last segment that certainly I believe that those two uh, potentially could come back. I think there's a higher chance McCuller comes back than Shannon, and you know it's crazy to think that Shannon could come back because you know he had cl- you know kind of made it clear on his social media that he had shut the door on on coming back. But there's a lot of smoke and a lot of tea leaves. You read the tea leaves that you know there's potential that Shannon could come back. So we'll stay tuned on those two. But um, with the players that they currently have. I think obviously certainly O'Banner is going to start. I think Pop Isaac's coming in as a freshman. I think he starts, and and I'm excited about that. I think he's uh, you know we we've been missing point guard. Um, I think that was a glaring weakness on last year's team. It was not fair to McCuller to play point guard. He is not he's not a true point guard. I think he's better as a shooting guard. So if we get him back and then we have Pop Isaacs, I'm excited about that because I think McCuller is really going to shine playing in the position that he really fits in. Um, Jalen Tyson, I think, will be a starter next year, certainly. And at this point, again, I'm not factoring in the transfer players that potentially could be coming in. So at this point, I would put Bacho in the lineup. I think if the player from Utah Valley comes in, I think he probably starts, and then Bacho will be coming off the bench, probably playing more of the Marcus Santos, Santos Silva role that he played this season, which, I mean, again, that really worked out well. You know, Santos Silva, I think, worked best in the role he had this year versus the role he had, um, you know, in the previous season's team where he was having to be the, the post player. So um, hopefully we can get that guy from Utah Valley to come in and, you know, put Bacho in more in that Santos Silva role. I think that would really, really uh, be be a good thing. So um, as far as um, the other starter, I, I think probably Washington will start again. That's That's where I'm at right now with the starting five. It's subject to change based on transfer portal and based on McCuller and Shannon coming back. So I don't foresee the the five I just named to be your day one starting five because I think you're going to have um, whether McCuller or Shannon comes back or you're going to have some other players coming in um, through the transfer portal that will be starters. So good question. A couple more questions that we have. Um, we've got, and again, on these questions, you can ask non-sports-related questions. That's perfectly fine. I've got Nancy from Odessa. Who is your favorite actor from a Star Trek movie or TV show? 
So that is a really good question, and I'm going to have to think on that one. I got to lean towards William Shatner. Um, you know, I think he's my favorite. He also did Rescue 911, which if you've ever watched, if you've never watched Rescue 911, it's a good show. So I would say William Shatner on that one. We've got Larry from Muleshoe, home of the mules, former home of Lincoln Riley, who used to be from West Texas. What is your favorite summer activity? Uh, so I am getting excited for summer. We are down to 23 school days. Not, not that I'm counting. Um, so what is my favorite summer activity? I just like the open-endedness of summer that it, it gives me an opportunity to breathe a little bit, relax, recharge, reflect on the school year and what do I want to what do I want to change going into a new new school year? Um, I love to read books during the um, summer. I love to go on longer walks during the summer, you know, strap my airpods in, maybe listen to a couple podcasts, listen to the radio, listen listen to my music. But just the open-endedness of summer, I, I really enjoy. Um, who, who are some of my favorite authors? This is Bill from Corpus Christi. That's my hometown. That's where I was born. So um, favorite authors. I like John Grisham. Um, I enjoy a lot of Stephen King's work. Um, I enjoyed Tom Clancy's. Um, novels. I enjoy the 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 continuation of the Jack Ryan series with the 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 Ghost Riders that, and I don't remember their names right now, but uh, they've picked up the Tom Clancy series. I, here's a here's one that maybe some of you don't know. Faye Kellerman. She has written a detective series. It's the Decker Lazarus series. There's over like thirty something books. Um, but you know, this, uh, it's basically an Orthodox Jewish, uh, Jewish family and he's a Jewish detective and he solves cases. It's, it's really good. They've got some really good stories and it's a really good mystery novel. So I would recommend those series. Um, you know, they're, they're really fun. So good question. Coke or Pex Pepsi, certainly from Tampa. Uh, neither it's uh, all about the diet, Dr. Pepper. So Boom on that. Uh, got a couple more. Will Tech Baseball host a regional considering their RPI is so high right now? That's Chad from Dumas, home of the Dumas Demons. I don't th- I think I think it's gonna be a bridge too far for Tech to host a regional um, this year. I think there's gonna have to be a lot of stuff happen in front of you. And Tech's gonna have to go on a tear. And I really I think they'll win next weekend series against Baylor. Just because Baylor is not very good, but you've still got a series. You've got you still got a road series against Oklahoma State. That I have a hard time thinking you won't get swept there. To be honest with you, so I don't see them hosting a regional this year. Right now, let's get in the tournament and then let's see what happens. Then we've got Rob from Slayton. He says, why is Gary Patterson such a tool? Such a tool? That is future interim coach of the University of Texas, Gary Patterson. Uh, why is he a tool? I don't know. I guess because he coached at TCU. He, he was one that loved to make up stories about Tech fans, too, that Tech fans were throwing frozen water bottles 
<laughs> whatever. But he'll fit he'll fit in fine in Austin. And like I said, future interim coach Gary Patterson of the University of Texas. So, by the way, did anybody see that bizarre what I don't know what the heck that was this week at the new uh, the Moody Center? Uh, we're supposed to bless the mood, pray to the mood. I, did have they invented a new religion down there? I, I don't know, but that was bizarre. So, Matthew McConaughey, that was bizarre, buddy. So, a uh, couple more questions, and these are from Steve out in Lubbock. And a lot of good questions from him today. Um, he wants my opinion on the professionalization of NCAA, NCAA basketball. Will the only relevant teams be the ones who can pay the most? You know, it's the, uh, he's, he's alluding to the NIL stuff. It's been around. It's just now, you know, and spotlighted. I, I think NIL helps tech, honestly. You know, tech... I think tech is, you know, at an advantage. I wouldn't necessarily say at an advantage compared to like some of the other bigger schools, but I don't think NIL hurts tech. Certainly, I think you're going to see more of a haves versus have nots with the NIL. I think that increases it more. Um, you know, certainly your lower level mid major programs, you know, UTEP, New Mexico State, they're going to turn more into a farm system for the bigger conferences, and uh, I think NIL lengthens that. It's unfortunate, but, you know, money talks. Again, I think tech's on the other side of it, and they benefit from it. So um, he also asked about – sorry, I'm looking real quick – Oh, about what happens to the other 300 schools that can't compete with the Alabamas and Ohio States? What happens to the can, who can pay millions to their athletes who get left behind? Yeah, I think I think that's going to be a bigger issue in football than basketball. And again, I think they made a huge mistake not expanding the college football playoff this year, uh, you know, for the next few years until this contract run to, runs out, you're going to get, I think, really boring semifinal games and probably all SEC national championship games. And blame it on the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. Laid at their feet. And for the Pac-12, that might have been the final bullet that ends you because I, the next, the next big conference shakeup will be USC and Oregon bolting the Pac-12. Mark my words. I think we're moving in football towards a very small group of football programs legitimately competing for national championships. I've, I really believe the SEC wants to build an, in a mini NFL. They're not done at 16. It's now going to be interesting to see where it heads from there. And are you going to see a similar setup with AFC, NFC, potentially the Big Ten being like the Fox Conference, the SEC being the ESPN Conference? I don't know. But the Pac-12, they're in trouble. I think most of the ACC is in trouble. The Big 12, again, number one, don't hire the Washington State president as your new commissioner. I'm on the Kirby for Big 12 commissioner train, by the way. But... Do not hire the Washington State guy. 
Um, but, you know, the Big 12, at this point, their best strategy is to stick with the SEC. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I think football is where you're going to see a lot of that, where it's only going to be a few teams legitimately have the opportunity. You know, the Alabama train will eventually come to an end when, when Saban hangs it up. But there'll be some other team and probably from the SEC swoop in and be able to, you know, I think run run away and, and, and get some more championships. So it stinks, but we had a chance to expand the playoff and we had to protect the sun the sundown at the Rose Bowl or sunset at the Rose Bowl. So, all right, good questions this week. I'm going to go ahead and take the break and then we will be back with the Chris Carpenter. Tip of the week. And welcome back to the Chris Carpenter Show. It's now time for the Chris Carpenter. Tip of the week. So this week's tip of the week, uh, I wanted to do this one last week um, for Easter. And then, you know, everything happened with my Aunt Carol. And I, I wanted to do a tribute for her. But I want to talk a little bit just about the good news of Easter. Easter is more important than Christmas. And here's why. Easter is the moment that salvation came to us. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and, I, you know, I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for my sins and he conquered death and rose again, and the tomb's empty, and that's what makes Easter so great. Um, so remember in your in your in your daily life, the tomb is empty, and this is why that's good news. We shouldn't fear death because the tomb is empty, and we should live every day of our life with that attitude of the tomb's empty and live that full life. So, um, like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to give that tip last week, but, um, you know, I, I still felt like it was appropriate to share that this week. So hope everybody has a good week. Um, we will be back next Saturday for the, for a new episode of the Chris Carpenter show. Thank you so much to everybody that continues to listen and again, follow me on Twitter and um, we will see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.